Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. Steve here with a couple of special guests, Terrence from Slack. Hello. We also have an extra special guest, Pete Walsh. Hey, I'm Pete. And Pete is actually the designer for the Batman animated series game that's currently on Kickstarter being published by IDW. So he's on to talk about that game. But before we jump into that, I have a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. This week, I'd like to thank Rick Hickey, a co-op lover, Philip Winstead, also co-op lover, and Caleb Wiles, a co-op fan. Thanks, guys, and all the rest of our Patreon supporters. You guys help us a ton keep this content going. Without further ado, let's jump into the meat of this episode. So, Pete, uh, we always like to talk to our guests about like how they got into the hobby, what type of games they like playing. So, I guess go and start. Like, uh, what type of games do you like? Uh, yeah, I definitely play uh, play games. <laughs> I think I'd be doing in the wrong industry if I didn't like and play games. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I definitely like from as a as a child, we always grew up with board games in our house, but wasn't you know anything super fancy. Just the uh, generic mass market things but we always had that and we had video games and stuff in our house since forever growing up more games like having access to be able to go and see new games and be able to play different games it was always you know exciting to see new mechanics and new things that people were doing and what types of games do you like i suppose all sorts well we like at home we definitely like lots of deception-y sort of games lots of hidden roles games we like miniature games uh competitive games cooperative games all sorts of uh walks of life with games my wife in particular she likes to play competitive games which is always good but i like cooperative more as well so i being able to work as a team and get to the to where you need to go oh fun yeah it's a whole gambit sounds like yeah there's there's lots there's definitely lots going on i used to run a, a local game group and it was my i generally always brought my all my games from home so it was a, bring a whole sack of crates of stuff and i because of that i tried to get as many different sorts of genres of games that i could so there would be something for everybody which in turn made it really good for me to see so much you know out there as well whether it be just like a, a light party game or you know, something like a heavier Euro or something. That sounds cool. So how did you get to work on Batman? Like, what's your, uh, I guess i say, origin story, how you got into board game design? So it, it's a, it's sort of a, I, I call it like a Cinderella story. It's, it's a bit of a, it's, it's funny. Um, obviously, I'm into to games and stuff, but uh, I'm also very much into pop culture and the 80s nostalgia. IDW had launched the, the Shadows of the Past Ninja Turtle campaign back in, I think it was 2016, and... I was so I was so excited because as a a Ninja Turtle massive Ninja Turtle fan and especially the IDW comic I was I was amazed I couldn't believe that it wasn't just the turtles that were getting a game but it was the IDW turtles I was so excited and I started a a Facebook group and because I Kickstarter especially back then as well was notorious for the the long long threads of comments uh, just things getting lost and it's really hard to get a sense of community out of something like that 
Um, so I said, I'm going to make a Facebook group and I invited as many people as I could. And I tried to make sure that we kept the, the life of the Kickstarter going through into the, um, into the Facebook group too. And it was, it was a really positive thing. We had Kevin Wilson joined, uh, the crew from IDW joined. We had a bunch of the Turtles creators join as well. It's a, it was a really positive thing. Um, there was lots of people doing homebrew and we would, painting tutorials, lots of um, helping each other out. From there, I spoke to Kevin Wilson a lot, and I ended up helping him out a little bit with some of the expansion characters for Shadows of the Past, with so with Casey, April, and Splinter. Later on, I heard that there was a planned expansion, Cityfall, that was going to come after Shadows of the Past, and that wasn't. It, there was some, some things going on, and it wasn't looking like it was going to end up coming out, or there was there was some problems. So I, I reached out to IDW, and I said is there anything i can do to help i mean i've got this group can we kind of help promote something or do you, i've i mean i've done homebrew a lot with it can i help create something that could you could help use and then i end up speaking to kevin the same thing and he he gave me his blessing he said pete just talk to idw and see whatever you can do to help as well that's fine and then i ended up uh pitching them an idea to to essentially keep the the brand, the the Shadows of the Past game alive and keep it going. And it's then I found out that we lost a lot of the the moulds and bits and pieces were for that original game. So I put a pitch together, I uh, sent it to them, and they were they were impressed and they they really liked the direction we were going and we were going to stick close to the to the story and big focus on co op from the from the very start they loved it said uh can my friend uh dan from uh he's from florida dan lansdown we can he come along too and we uh so we co-designed it and we essentially tried to bring the the turtle game back to back to life because we, we didn't want to see it die it looks like it's it's well the kickstarter was a success and people have received it and they're really happy um and now from that spurred into batman which i was lucky enough to be part of as well cool yeah i mean i got a copy of the new teenage mutant ninja turtles game and i am having a lot of fun with it so thanks for for reviving the whole series (laughs) that's right (laughs) it's 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 really um it's exciting to be part of the like that that history and part of the legacy of the turtles as a as a massive ninja turtle fan means a lot to be part of that and to be not just part of it from a random way but in board gaming as well is such a a a special way to be part of the of the legacy yeah that's a really cool story how you got involved thanks for sharing that (laughs) that's all right one thing we should probably mention before we get too much into it is uh, what is this batman game if people haven't heard about the batman the ambient series venture system would you mind explaining that to our listeners yep Okay, so the Batman Animated Adventures game is it's the same system as uh, the Ninja Turtle one. So uh, it's based on Kevin's original design of the... You've got four heroes which have action dice. They, uh, they roll those action dice uh, and then they share their two of the actions with their players to the left and their right. So there's a strong cooperative, uh, collaborative element where you need to work together and plan your actions so during the round you'll be able to do what you need to do to complete the objectives. In the original Turtles game, it was competitive only. 
in the the reboot that we've just done, it is cooperative and competitive. And in Batman, it's uh, again, it's cooperative and competitive as well. There is a lot of big differences between Turtles and Batman, not in the sense of mechanical sort of differences, but more so in the, the tone and the feel and special new uh, experiences and things that ma- make it feel like you're in the Batman world. To describe Turtles in a nutshell, I'd say it's an arcade brawler, a, a cooperative arcade brawler where you're, you drop a quarter in the machine and then you, you're standing there with your, your three mates and you're bashing buttons and you're going to have a great time. Whereas Batman is a pressure cooker and you are, you're up against the odds and if something's going to go wrong, it'll go wrong. Everything is time critical. You need to be so conscious of all the little bits and pieces that are happening. Otherwise, uh, you'll lose. Most missions have multiple objectives and there's multiple ways to win or lose. Uh, more so lose than win. <laughs> the mission that we've got up on Tabletopia and uh, Tabletop Simulator demoing at the moment is uh, taken from the Joker's Favor, which is a, an animated series episode. Uh, Harley's just walked in with a, a cake full of uh, gas, which has rendered all the, the bystanders uh, paralyzed. And uh, she's attached a time bomb to the lapel of one of the, one of the bystanders. So the heroes have to come in they have to try and rescue the bystanders and then they also have to try to fuse the bomb before it explodes, obviously. The big pressures are, obviously, you've got uh, the time-critical bomb. Uh, in Batman, there's also... The gunners are a lot more of a threat. So if a gunner is in cooperative mode, if they spend two actions attacking you, they'll put you under fire. In competitive, they can play a card to put you under fire. If you're under fire, if you end your next turn un- still under fire you're KO'd, you, you lose, well, your, your life gets reduced to zero and you're, you're knocked down. It's showing how, like, the machine guns and firearms in this world are way more, the, the stakes are higher than in, than in Turtles. Like, there isn't much range attacks in Turtles, uh, but in Batman, guns are a serious thing. The time bomb, it's got a tick uh, counter on it. At the end of the round, you remove one tick from the bomb. Go up to the bomb, you've tried to disarm it. There's a little board there. It's got five different little wires that you can choose from. You spend an action to, to cut a wire. If you select the wrong wire, it ticks down automatically. If you select the correct one, then the, the bomb's disarmed. Thinking about the timing, if you can't get down to the bomb on your first action, maybe on the first round, maybe you get there on the second round, you've gone from five ticks down to four ticks. Then you've got a, a, the one in five chance of cutting the right wire. You cut the wrong wire, lose another tick. So now you're down to three and you've got four possible solutions. And then if you something happens and you, you run out of actions or nobody else can get down there to help you out, it's going to tick down again. And you, you need, really need to do some prioritization, split the team and work out. You guys are going to take care of the bomb. You guys work on getting the bystanders away from the the villains or draw the fire away from from joker and harley while we defuse the bomb it's lots of different things that are that can go wrong and you, you need to work out a strategy to to work them out well steve and i actually played that exact mission together online and that w- it was a lot going on what's uh w- yeah what's interesting is that i've had a lot of people that have tried to play it like turtles where they've just uh it's very run and gun they think you just dive straight in and a lot of people have said oh we, we lost <laughs> because we didn't we just we just dove straight in and played it like you'd play turtles and it, it's a it's a 
it's a different game. You have to play it in, in a different tactical sense. If you don't take the right gadgets into the battle, or if you don't take the right special moves, then you'll be you're essentially punished for it because you'd need to be able to plan. Batman's all about planning. Yeah, I did that on the second mission actually, and lost on the first turn. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, but, but, well, I, I went to that the the kind of inner room that you're supposed to go into. Yep. The crushers basically beat the crap out of me as Batman, yep. and I've noticed like all the missions. Basically, if you receive one KO token, you lose in co-op. Yeah, it's uh, it's typically like that across the board. If you if you receive a KO token, it's lights out. It's less about putting a, another quarter in for another life. It, the stakes are high. Yeah, it's so uh, pretty surprising how strong those objectives pull you through these missions because even on my first play i'm so used to these games oh yeah i'll beat up these these baddies and then these other baddies first and then we'll, we'll make a way to the, the mission objective and we'll do it but nope at least some on the place i've been going through it's pretty difficult to take out most of the baddies even the bad guys you really definitely. have to split your time they're definitely more uh way stronger than the turtle villains turtle that's because turtles have spawning as well. So in Batman, the the villains they don't respawn, but they are they have a they're way more sturdy and they're going to output more damage into you. And, and like with the gunners, they there's potential for them to just take you out completely if you you're in a situation where you you can't get away from them after they've put you under fire. Like because you, you can't move forward, you can only move backwards. Maybe they've got you pinned up against the end of the tile. Well, then the only way to, to get out of under fire is to either take out that gunner or you break line of sight. So luck, hopefully you took some smoke bombs with you and you can throw them down and to, to save yourself. But if you didn't, then then you're in trouble. Yeah, for sure. That Actually, that same scenario happened to us in the last play we did, actually. <laughs> Luckily, we had smoke bombs and that saved the day for us. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, the, uh, the gadgets that you kind of, that are new in Batman that didn't exist in Turtles are probably one of the, coolest i think changes from the previous game like i guess like what led you to kind of figuring out how to incorporate those and like batman has so many gadgets like how do you figure out what gadgets you actually want to incorporate into the game design with the gadgets because there's so many potential ways to lose how can these gadgets assist you in getting out of that situation so the the search goggles they went through a couple of different changes and in the end they became a way to help you diffuse the bomb it tempts you to take the goggles because it'll help you but then if you take those extra goggles then maybe you're not going to take the smoke bombs that you need or the grappling hook to dive over the top a lot of the the game is based on movement because you need to get over to the objective as fast as you can I'm going to take a grappling hook, which lets you avoid all terrain and all people, and you can pick a friend up and take them along. But you only get so many gadgets, if you, and that's if you sacrifice a skill card. So it's a it's about trying to gauge, you know, what what is the right gadget to take. But it, it definitely the gadgets all came from a place of how are they going to assist you with completing an objective, but also feel thematic to to what batman is and also tempt you enough to take the but not enough that it's going to make it too easy you want to design it so you, you you're not like you don't feel like you're forced to take gadgets in that way yeah, you, you're definitely not forced to but it will make your life easier a hundred percent uh you need to decide what what sort of uh easier in which way though i suppose 
so if uh, if you know that you've, you're Batgirl and you've taken the Commissioner's Daughter card, you're going to have a better chance of defusing the bomb. So maybe I don't need to take the goggles and I can focus more on I'll get the grappling gun and I'll get a ton of smoke and I'll put that all around me. So then the cooperative, uh, if we're playing cooperative mode, the, the bad guys won't see me and then I'll have that extra time. So then the other heroes can work on uh, plowing through the middle to try and get to the bystanders. Whereas if you maybe you're playing with, uh, you're taking Robin in there, Robin, he's got a card that lets him take himself out of under fire. So maybe you won't worry about smoke so much and you'll think more, you, you need the goggles or you, you want to use the grappling gun to get over there. It, it, it depends on the, the scenario and the, the specifics of what you need to achieve. So think about these gadgets a little bit more. You talked about... Uh, how to design them such a way that they are not feeling necessary, absolutely necessary for these missions, but still very useful. Did yeah. you also have a list of gadgets like from the show that you distilled down into the selection we have now? Or how did you even determine which gadgets to pull from the show? Because as the org shows, these are directly from the, the uh, source material. Some of the gadget, Kevin, because Kevin Wilson also did, did some of the initial design on some of the Batman's as well so some of them he had uh, already came up with but then i like the batarangs and he did the like the knockout gas i came in and i've added in i went through the animated series utility belt essentially and i've watched i don't know how many hours of batman trying to <laughs> work out what are the how what how which ways did he use the grappling hook which ways did he use the the batarangs we've still got there was definitely more gadgets that we had um, and they definitely did get distilled down and boiled down until you got to a to a core point. Especially like the first aid kit, uh, that was never in there until until very late in the game because you getting knocked out is so prevalent and only having that one KO token to to win the game. There needed to be a way to to mitigate that, but you you don't have to take that. Like if you've got great defense and you've got great rolls, or if you play tactically and smart, you probably don't need a, a first aid kit. But it's there to tempt you to think, "Ooh, I'm going up against Bane this time. Should I? Maybe I should bring the, a couple of first aid kits." To pl- and I planned for that. It was, yeah, it was definitely a case of going through the show, going through every episode, well, through the the core episodes and through databases, looking over all the different gadgets that he's used in the animated series to try and gauge, you know, what, how we're going to get as much theme out of these gadgets and which are the best ones to add and how are they going to help the players in complete their goals and the missions so the animated show has a ton of content to pull from and a lot of different ways you can can approach it from trying to represent that source material so when looking at the show and obviously you've done a ton of research in this already you've already stated that but how do you take content of that nature and create design goals when approaching this as a board game so the with the adventure series what i believe is part of the beating heart of it is theme and when i want to play an adventures game i want to feel like i'm in or i'm being part of whatever it is that's going on so when i looked at uh with turtles it was definitely how do we reenact this the stories and uh, from the comic book for batman it was these are the villains that we want in the box. Now let's have a look at how do we recreate each episode uh, best represents this villain 
or which is a key episode that is, is a fan favorite, which is going to encapsulate everything that it is about that that character and that and that villain and that moment in the series that's so memorable. For the Mr. Freeze, for instance, the the episode Heart of Ice is such a iconic episode that we needed to use that. And when I went through Heart of Ice uh, recreating the the story, I, I looked for the moments, the key moments that created that story and broke the the campaign down into three acts. So the first act is about the the first instance where Mr. Freeze is breaking in and he's getting the chemicals that he needs to to try and complete his his plot for revenge. And then the next part is Batman he's captured and uh, he's doing some detective work and Mr. Freeze gets a drop on him and he puts him in essentially in a big freezer. The second mission is about escaping and then you spend your your actions and your time trying to get out of there and trying to work out where Mr. Freeze has gone. And by the time you're, you've got out, he's already at a gala event, which is uh, Act 3, and he's frozen the door solid, so you need to stop Big Freeze Ray, which has frozen the door, and then Ferris Boyle, which is uh, the character that he wants to get revenge on, he's actually already frozen him uh, almost completely solid, and every turn that it takes for you to get to him, he gets closer to hypothermia, so you need to it's a race against the clock to to take down that barrier, to get in and to save the civilians. It was just really trying to hone in on the key parts of the story and trying to make sure that it really felt like you you were Batman. Apart from being able to throw batarangs, you've got all these cool gadgets, you've got these cool moves. I've got an elevated takedown move where I can jump off elevated terrain and down onto the guy and he takes extra damage. Apart from being able to swing around with the grappling gun to make the character feel like it was really true to the character, but then the actual missions and the the story and as you play through, being able to know that, hey, I could put that episode on and we, we could play it side by side and it sparks that the same feeling that you get while watching the episode that 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 nostalgia and that memory that that was i suppose where the drive came and for building each uh episode and building the actual campaigns and the game itself well you kind of had that uh, effect on me a little bit because uh after playing the game i want to find the episodes rewatch them because it's been a while since i've seen i grew up watching this series back in the day and it was fun to uh, to get back and see how these episodes panned out and what you did to implement them. So it was re- really, really cool to see. I guess the other question related to that I want to ask real quick is, were you concerned about satisfying the fan base and how they would react to the imp- implementation of this game? Because I know there's a lot of people with strong feelings about this IP. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Apart from like the animated series being one of the most revered animated TV shows ever, it's one of people's definitive versions of batman i would probably say it's my definitive version of batman as well kevin conroy mark hamill they're all superstars which have really they are so much part of the the batman legacy and to not do do it justice would be so dishonorable there was just like i say that batman is a pressure cooker in the game but to be able to make it and put the same amount of love into it and make sure that people felt the same way while playing it was there was a lot of pressure with that too on the flip side is that it also made it it's not easier but it i knew what i needed to do i knew that this these were the key points we needed to make sure we hit these notes 
otherwise there would be a problem. At my core, I'm a fan too. I mean, I came in from being like the Turtles Uber fan. I know what it's like to to want it to be to feel right and to have that experience and to identify with it. Near or not is it, isn't good enough. I don't think it, like you 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 want the it needs to have that heart and that soul. If it if it doesn't have that, then it, what's the point? I think that the Batman animated series Adventures game has definitely got a lot of that. You feel like you are Batman, and you feel like you're in the episodes. There are all those moments, and definitely there was pressure to make sure it was right. I think that was a good and it was a healthy pressure that should should be around. Did you find it, like, I guess, like, definitely when uh, Steve and I have played it, like, I've definitely felt like there's been a ton of theme. Like, it oozes with theme from kind of the hero actions other things um but with this scenario design and stuff did you find it challenging to kind of uh stay true to this theme but also like make the scenarios like equally interesting because i know oftentimes that doesn't always translate well into like actual gameplay all the time yeah i definitely agree with that while it's very difficult sometimes to stay completely 100 percent true to the story there are moments when when you're playing some of the episodes what going through a, a story that you have to be able to to look at it and where are the where is the main conflict come from and where does the where is the actual battle and sometimes the major battle isn't like a big gunfight or batman swooping down through the skylights it's it's a it's a mental battle or it's a it's a conversation that's had and being able to represent that in the story was important as well not every fight is translatable into into a mission, and some of them right. can feel very samey if you if you don't take into consideration some of the other things that are going on around in the in the bigger scheme of things. Just like the that Joker mission that's that's up to play, that's based on a Joker's favor, a Joker's favor, where somebody owes Joker a favor and he's holding the door for the Joker while Harley wheels the cake in. In the episode, the main conflicts are. When Harley walks in, she wheels in with the cake. Joker jumps out of the cake. Everybody's frozen. And then Batman arrives. He throws the bomb out of the window. And then they they catch up with Joker outside. And the arcs uh, are three. They go through three acts. There isn't there isn't any thugs in the in the episode. And there isn't any. There's no chase scene where they have to stop some thugs that have grabbed grabbed some uh, hostages. But we need to add in that little bit of extra bits and pieces here and there to give you a complete experience, but still stay true to the story. You don't you don't feel like you're taken away because Joker's not well. well there was no other bad guys here. That doesn't make sense. You don't feel like that because you're going on this journey with the characters and the the summary tells you what's going on. It's painting a picture. And as long as you follow along and you're you're going on that journey. Yeah, it definitely does. You mentioned something about uh, repetitive missions and uh, I think p- with the kind of tabletop and tabletopia things where people are only kind of exposed to three. I mean, the Mr. Free scenario sounds awesome and really different. I guess like, how how would you say like the mission variety is? I think especially with kind of the choice in the Metro game system to not really have like a leveling up campaign where kind of the changes are like your characters themselves. Uh, you kind of are exposed to your entire loadout every mission. Like how do you keep the game fresh each time you play the game between different missions? Once again, it's really it was going back to the series and th- picking out the major conflicts and picking out what makes 
these episodes unique. And that's the other thing that we I wanted to do was make sure that we chose episodes that had variety and had different flavors about them. So the 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 first mission is the tutorial where you've got on leather wings, which is only it's a single act. So you have to go through, uh, get some clues, and deal with some security, which is thugs in this instance. But then man bats out on the balcony, and he's he's huge, and he's a monster, and he's going to throw you around, which is emulating like when Batman's fighting man bat, and he's throwing him all around the city, and he's trying to wrangle him. We go to Heart of Ice, which we talked about earlier, Joker's Favor, which is playable now. Uh, Nothing to Fear, which is a Scarecrow campaign, which, which is really cool. That one, Scarecrow is taking revenge on the university. And the, f- the first mission is uh, you're stopping the, the ba- a bank vault from being consumed in fire. And so you've got to go in and stop the fire before it burns everything down. But then also Scarecrow is moving through and uh, putting fear toxin everywhere and making the the bystanders into bad guys, essentially, which you can't actually even hit because, they, I mean, they're good guys. They're just, they're affected with uh, like a fear gas. So you have to go and inoculate them while also trying to stop the blaze. And you go from there into the, the, the Scarecrow gets away and then you go into the he's hit the museum and he's he's running away with a with a hostage and you have to go and chase him but the room is filled with people that have already been succumbed to the to the fear gas so then you have to try and work your way through but not being able to attack any of these people drawing them away enough that you can inoculate them and then eventually it's a rescue mission on the, on the blimp where he's trying to escape but the main person that scarecrow kidnapped before is dangling off the side of the blimp and you have it's so you've got to rescue him then after that we've got the, there's a two-face uh campaign uh and the two-face campaign is is all about there's lots of gunners lots of machine gun fire uh it's based on the two-face part two episode where Harvey's just become Two-Face and he's trying to get his life back. Two-Face has his own goals. He's trying to uh, rip off Rupert Thorne and he, or he's trying to steal evidence on himself back. And then Batman is trying to, to stop him, trying to catch him, like help his friend. You've almost got two characters to it with dual objectives going on at the same time. What is Reality is the Riddler campaign in the call box, which, similar to Two-Face, yeah, so Riddler, is, he's out there trying to erase his identity. In doing so, he run he delivers a, a package to the, the Gotham PD. In the very end, the final mission is two heroes are plugged into a machine. The other two characters, two heroes, have to protect their bodies, while the two characters that are plugged in fight on a, a small board off to the side uh, trying to fight digital versions of the Riddler. You've got a, sort of like a protect the other heroes' bodies while uh, waves of bad guys come at you, but you, they've still got their own fight that they're fighting off on a separate tile. There is lots. <laughs> We've tried all lots and lots of different sorts of uh, things going on, different flavours uh, in the Arkham box. Poison Ivy's got lots of fire because uh her greenhouse has gone up in smoke and you you're it's from the pretty poison episode and you're dealing with that clay in the clayface mission clayface is bursting through walls and you've got to deal with like broken terrain and a, and a sprawling map um everything has its own little bit of flavor and it showcases each villain in its own special way it's not so much just we've got a template for a 
a, a mission and we're going to put this villain in here and that'll work. It was, how do we tell the story? Because the, the foundation of these missions and this game is, this is a Batman animated series. This isn't just a random comic of Batman that we can pull from. There is, this is, these are, these are episodes that we want to recreate and recreate those experiences. Then that's how you, yeah, that's how we, when tackling the missions to make them feel unique, that it was, it was really just going back to that, back to the source and treating it right. Yeah, when I first was looking at the Joker's favorite mission, I was thinking like, oh, this is cool. I bet you can just like throw any villain you want in here and try it out and change it up a little bit. But maybe that one might be true, but some of these other ones sounds like that may not be true due to the, the significant variety you have got going on. You can you can definitely... The good thing with the adventure system is that you can chop and change any villain. Just because Scarecrow's in that mission and putting fear gas onto everybody doesn't mean you can't put Mr. Freeze there or you can't True. put the Penguin in there. It just means that instead of fear gas, maybe they'll be taking them hostage or maybe there, there might be something else that's going on that makes it hard. Like the Riddler, his special ability is that it's he stops you from making uh, special actions so easily. So if he's... Uh, near the bomb when you, you're trying to do a bomb defusal, that's going to cost you two actions to do the bomb, to defuse a bomb every time. That's going to make things very hard. Like compared to when you're with the Joker, it's just, it's just one action. But if it's two, maybe it's going to cost you more to get there and you, you can't, even if you want to, you can't defuse the bomb because you don't have the actions and he's too close to you. Being able to chop and change and mix it up is part of the the perks of the the adventure series of games but it also allows for you to go in and play it as canon as you as you like it also sounds like basically all these missions or at least most of them are designed around having four characters being controlled by well how many other players you have whether it's uh, you know two to four players or even one i know you have an option to play batman by himself have you also investigated um, maybe character scaling or how how that work when it came to mission design. That was one of the things that I wanted to do from the start was to make sure that there was a mode where you could play Batman on his own. I know that the adventure system is not normally always for heroes, but this is because it is Batman the animated series. Most of it is him on his own. Uh, all of the episodes I mentioned, I don't think Robin is in any of them off the top of my head it's generally it's batman on his own when we went through and were testing what was the best way to deal with with batman the good things about batman is that he already has he has fantastic dice already and he has some fantastic abilities and his access to the to his gadgets so he was already he was already pretty powerful which was was a really good starting point but he also caused escalation which in turn makes the villains a little just that have that little edge as well by giving him in cooperative mode a chance to have two turns giving him the the extra some extra actions it allowed for him to be able to maneuver and to be able to do things and still be able to plan and and do all the things that he needs to without it being too overwhelming and broken he because he has access to the gadgets and he can break line of sight and the villains might not be able to see him or be able to do things to avoid combat 
and get over to, to complete objectives, it just works. <laughs> it 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 wasn't super super difficult because he already had a lot of the the legwork already built into his character. I I guess switching gears a little bit onto like the Kickstarter itself. I feel like one of the things that was really awesome about this one was actually having that Tabletopia uh, slash TTS thing. I guess like what what made you want to kind of do that? I don't think Turtles had that when I was checking the Kickstarter page, or I'm, I don't think I remember saying that. Definitely Turtles didn't have that. That was the, um, that was an idea from IDW. I don't know who at IDW it was, but uh, it was a fantastic idea. Really wanting to give like players play like, play through and get a feel of the the differences and like a try before you buy it was a it was a really cool cool idea is there a place that people can go to after trying it uh for providing feedback or what's kind of the best way i know while i've been playing it, i've just been asking like a million questions on the discord uh for better or worse and kind of clarifications on cards yeah for sure so the if anybody ever had any questions or clarifications you can go to uh, like you said, there, there's a Discord channel for the Adventures group. There is a... You can go to BGG and ask questions. Uh, you can go... We've got a Facebook group, which is very active as well. And you can get answers there. Any any of those places, whether it would be myself or somebody else in the community might already know the answer. And there'll be someone to help you. Uh, are you looking for particular types of feedback at this point on the Kickstarter from that or...? From the Kickstarter or from the Tabletopia? Uh, from the Tabletopia, like as people are playing it. Just, I suppose any feedback is good. Like, like if people are, have a concern or there's something that they're they're excited about or there's something that they're not excited about, that's it's all. Any, anything is good for me. I like any criticism, any whether it's positive, negative. It it only helps because then you can you can make it better or make yourself better. I know that there, there, some people had mentioned about Joker's ability not not firing as much. And that's something that I've already taken, like I've been thinking about that further now and I've tried to put some tweaks in place to try and make sure that, that people don't have that feeling as much anymore. Cool. Uh, I'm sure I have like a mini novella to send you at some point. Uh, from our playthrough but <laughs> cool we asked we still had some questions from kind of the slack as well uh one of the things i feel like i've seen around is uh, uh people complaining about kind of the tokens from tmnt um i really love actually the kind of token thing in tts probably just because it's so easy to switch the tokens yep. are you going to provide like an add-on for buying extra dice <laughs> I feel like that's a thing people have been definitely requesting that I've seen through the comments. And uh, So you're talking about like the dice placeholder tokens? Like, I guess like if you're playing Batman, right? Like you're going to share your left and right dice with the characters on your left and right. Like, so can yeah. I buy like two extra dice for every character that I can just like give to everyone else when I'm sharing my dice instead of having to dig through tokens? Yeah, I, I can totally sympathize with that. To my, to my knowledge, I don't think that's something that IDW were looking to do. Um, that's where why the pl dice placeholders came about was it was a sort of a middle ground. When we went from Shadows of the Past to the to, into the Turtles game, we always found that people would shuffle their dice around as they were playing, and they would change the order, and then you'd have to try and remember because you're not meant to touch them after you've rolled them essentially. So it was either you put in two extra dice for every character or you sold some extra dice, 
or you put in we put in the the dice placeholder tokens and the dice placeholders were sort of that middle ground where you could use them you don't have to use them uh, it also allowed for if you've got a boost or a bonus you can add use that as a, a reference as well having them as an extra of the campaign I, to my knowledge i don't think idw were looking to do that i know that like that's a lot of different like dice that you would need to add because uh, if how many people are going to purchase the uh, an extra set of two dice for each character and then it's a what if you're only getting the core set are you going all in or are you getting the core set and you're just getting the new adventures set it probably make an extra 10 different packages that you would need to be able to do that if you know what i mean yeah big logistical challenge yeah for, yeah logistically for, like from a business point of view there would it would be difficult like i understand how the the want to have more dice because um me personally i i know that i've got two games so i, I i've combined my, all my dice but i know that it obviously is in a, a thing for everybody though we have had people say that playing with the dice we had a big thread on our facebook group where some people were oh the, these dice these dice placeholder tokens are really they're, they're cumbersome and there's like we have to sort through them and then other people had said oh we've we've got them in little containers that we've set up or we've put them in separate baggies and so when you set it up at the table it's really easy to to grab them out so there's been lots of varying feedback about them some people have said that I just prefer to not use them and go with the Shadows of the Past feel. And others have said that that's a core part of how they play and they wouldn't play without them. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sounds like a logistical nightmare. Yeah. The Kind of the core base price, I guess, is like $125 uh, for entry. Uh, I personally think it's a good value for what you get. There's a lot of content there. Have you ever considered like a kind of smaller box or how did you decide what you want to include in kind of the core experience. Um, I think, especially at retail, like $125 box, like I remember seeing it at my local game store, which got me interested in it, but like feels like a pretty expensive buy-in for a game that maybe your first purchase into this uh, adventure game system or series. I know other kind of manufacturer publishers try to find maybe a cheaper price point that they're, then they're able to sell kind of more things with it. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely see that as well. It, depends on the because idw is obviously the one of the kings of license out there when making a game like this and based on like the what we'd already done with turtles there was a certain footprint that we needed to a standard that we set and we just we needed to keep that rolling forward also like with the license being able to get all the characters in that we needed to to tell the story, obviously that that's important too. But in saying that, like depending on the license, like different things, different licenses couldn't fit uh, different models, I believe as well. I can't speak to the future like a hundred percent how which way we would go, but like for me personally, for instance, if we ever did like a Ghostbusters one, for instance, I would definitely focus make that a focus that more down into a smaller box because I would be wanting to make them more about boss fight because the, you're not fighting a, a horde of ghosts it's generally you're doing house calls or you're doing a mission for a, a government um, a government job and you're you're going to bust a ghost or a couple of ghosts so you don't need to have 40 miniatures you can have less than that and you can put more money into the the different scenarios and into the mechanics which is obviously a lot cheaper as well 
than plastic. Plastic, <laughs> plastic's always expensive. That and custom dice, right? Yeah, the <laughs> the dice. Every everybody, nobody ever thinks that the dice cost that much, but the dice costs more than the minis. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, oh, once wow. it's all said and done, yeah, dice are dice are, are monstrous. Uh, so, and especially in a game like ours, where every character has their own set of unique dice, it makes it very hard to expand at a certain price point again and again and again. You know that in a core game, you're going to get 23 dice straight, straight off the bat because you've got at least uh, four, uh, four to five heroes and you've got eight battle dice. So before you even start, there is certain things that are expected and that, that pushes always pushes the price up and up and up. It's just got to try and be smart about it and try and work out how to, to spread it, I suppose. So what do you envision the support for Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles look like after these Kickstarters? Are, are they going to be for the support or you can probably move on to other IPs or product projects within the venture game system? Turtles is getting an expansion. Hopefully this year it'll be out, uh, which is called Mutant Animals, um, which focuses on... Uh, another group of mutants in the in the Turtleverse that I'm really excited for. Like I said, hopefully that'll be out this year. Then for Batman, uh, we've pretty much nailed everything to do with Batman, the animated series, almost in this entire campaign, which was our goal. So I know a lot of people have been asking for Batman Beyond. Uh, that's I haven't got any confirmation either way about how we can, if we can, or how, when, if, why who <laughs> but it was not saying that i wouldn't be dope and i would be really excited to do it i fingers crossed that we can work something out and we can go there in the future in the future <laughs> and then apart from that then we obviously we're going to try and we've got some other projects in the in the works where with us other ips as well but uh yeah definitely turtles does 100 have a future support with more Batman animated series is we're we're pretty much done with the the Batman animated series part of that. Yeah. Cool. Is, is there anything you can talk about on Mute Animals? What, what do you want to know? <laughs> they're, they're, we're, it's going to have some really cool um, some heroes in there, fan favorites like uh, Mono Gecko, and there's another one called uh, his name's Herman the Hermit Crab from the IDW comics. He's a He's a hermit crab that lives in a dumpster. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> and he's fantastic. For, from a design perspective, I'm wanting to make Mondo uh, very much like Mikey. He's going to be very, uh, have a lot of movement. He's going to be agile. But uh, one of the things in the very first game was there wasn't much, uh, there was a terrain move you could use called Grind, which didn't really see much action. It's only, it was only on a couple of tiles. One of the features for, for Mondo I want to do is put in a, his core abilities. He can grind over essentially along tokens. So he can he can grind almost anywhere, uh, which will open, blow that uh, terrain move out of the water like it'll it'll make it a really it'll make it a big deal and it will make him very unique while herman on the flip side i want to there in the turtles game there there's dumpsters which you can use to take cover in or you can use to uh, crouch behind to break line of sight also you can jump off buildings to um and jump into a dumpster to save yourself taking fall damage with herman uh, at the moment, he's where I'm working with his uh, core ability being 
that he is essentially a dumpster as well. So you can treat him <laughs> like a dumpster, <laughs> and you can you can jump off a roof and not take fall damage if you jump if you move through him. You can crouch behind him and use him as a def- as like mobile defense. Lots of different cool things which aren't in the turtle game already. Nice. That sounds really so much fun. Yeah. The the whole like like terrain like terrain as a character sounds really cool yeah it's just something something different because i mean the turtle characters turtles is definitely like i said earlier it's way more a brawler but i'd like to try and spice it up like we've learned a lot from doing batman and some of the other bits and pieces with the the adventure system so let's let's try and add some some more flavor and i think those two characters in particular will be really exciting and they'll they'll be received well are you ever going to bring like objectives and kind of uh, that kind of focus from batman into turtles i assume probably not. i would like to i, w- I mean I, I would not not i wouldn't do it heavily but i would definitely like to 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 try and keep things fresh you, you don't want it to to always just be the same otherwise then get stagnant and you get bored um I don't how heavy the objectives need to be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to make turtles like Batman a pressure cooker, but I would. I don't mind there being uh, like pieces of a puzzle you've got to do. Or maybe you've got to get a briefcase, or maybe you've got to stop the Foot Clan from doing something. And it doesn't have to be ten objectives at once, but it, you can have a, a, a way to focus the team instead of just go beat the Shredder up and that's it well i'm looking forward to the expansion hopefully comes out sooner rather than later this year i think i have a couple other questions before we wrap up i think the one of them that our listeners want to hear about is uh in your opinion what separates batman from other games in this genre of tactical miniature type games Hmm, what separates batman well the for starters obviously you've got the collaborative experience of sharing dice and working as a team beforehand uh, that's tried and trusted that you, I mean it worked with Shadows of the Past and with the new Turtles games and that part of the game is, is unique and it's very special to the adventure system and you know that you're going to get that delivery in Batman the other thing is you're getting the Batman experience not just a any other tactical miniatures experience it's do feel like batman you are moving through the city and doing the things that he would do and you need to to plan and be thoughtful and mindful of the things that he would need to be they're the major things i think it's it's really it always comes down to theme for me i think i think the way that you you approach the mission the way that you're experiencing the mission you're not going to get that experience that animated uh universe experience anywhere else because it, it's encapsulated in this. If, if you're looking for an experience which is the Batman animated series or a Batman experience or even like a tactical miniatures game where you've got a, a Batman focus as well, it, re- it covers a lot, it ticks a lot of boxes. For sure, yeah. I, I will admit with my plays on Tabletop Simulator that that theme definitely feels on point with the uh, subject matter for sure. The good thing is as well that there, there, you are not locked into having to play certain heroes against certain villains, or you, you. It's it's an open sandbox, so you can 
if you don't want to play Joker in the Joker mission, you can put Riddler in there. If you want to put, you want to use only stretch goal heroes against the the bad guys, then you can do that. You want to bring in your turtle heroes and take on uh, the bad guys. You can do that too. Uh, it's it's your game, and you make the rules. Well, sort of make the rules, but <laughs> we, we, we we give you the tools to to have this awesome sandbox of fun and it's it's not it's not about hard and fast no you can't use this character or you can use this character uh it's about creating experiences and having fun i have one final question for you just kind of fun one so looking at the animated series uh who's your favorite character from the show and like which hero or villain is your favorite in the game yeah the, the, it's really interesting like, i really like scarecrow i think he's such a cool character that He's got lots going for him. Like he's got lots of smoke, like in mist sort of attacks. He can he can fear gas you. He's got his scythe, so he's got extended range if he wants. He's he's got, he's got a lot of really really cool things. <laughs> Phantasm as well is really cool because she has like obviously the smoke stuff going on too. But she her she's tough. Another character that I was really excited about was uh, believe it or not, Bruce Wayne. Because as Bruce Wayne, you get to replace a bystander on the board. And then, so when the battle starts, you get treated like a bystander and you can use a card to turn into Batman when you want. It's, it's a really cool, you can maneuver and do things inside the, in the mission. But if you push it too hard or a certain way, then you'll, you'll get found out and you'll, and it goes wrong. Clayface is another really, really cool one. He, obviously he can do some really fantastic explosive sort of things where he can throw mud at you or he can pin you or he can entangle you yeah i've i've got a lot of favorites <laughs> but i think scarecrow <laughs> is probably scarecrow is probably the number one character in the game that is probably my my favorite bad guy to play yeah just because just because he can do so many different things very cool cool mentioned in the discord about project impact a bunch <laughs> yes. or, or not a bunch i guess uh just like hints and clues is there anything <laughs> just just enough to to get people asking questions <laughs> yeah is there anything you can say about that or you want to say on the pod before yeah. we kind of sign out yeah for sure so project impact is the it's meant to be the next game in the adventures series that is is coming out um i've had been Doing it, had done a bunch of work on it already. It's it's really cool because it deals with consequences, and so every action that you make, it is it it has a consequence, and it can be good, it can be bad, um, and you need to be mindful of everything you do, you know, whether you are attacking a certain type of character versus another type of character, or if you uh, maybe you're you're moving too fast, or you you can only spend certain types of actions uh everything you do like could cause a reaction which is which is which is a really interesting way to take the series hopefully we can by the end of the campaign we can tease or uh, reveal exactly what project impact is it's yeah I'm, i'm pretty excited by it being able to have the same like this core system of uh, the adventure system and be able to tell a, uh, a comic book brawler story and be able to tell a, a tactical Batman pressure game and then have another one 
where with big decision making and consequences for your decisions is uh it's it's really cool just to be able to make something different out of the the same but very different and give you a totally different experience each time look forward to it yeah that sounds great okay thanks gonna wrap up our discussion on batman the animated series adventures this game sounds interesting to you guys go check out kickstarter it should be out by the time this episode airs and the campaign ends march 12th i would like to thank terrence and pete for joining me on this episode yeah thanks thanks again pete for coming and agreeing to do this i know time zones are really hard oh no thank you it's been a it's been a pleasure i always get a kick out of being able to share all the the excitement of the upcoming projects and batman and turtles it's 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 a cool story and cool adventure and yeah it's i I love sharing it (laughs) yeah it was really fun to talk about it with you cool thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next stop Thanks for listening to another episode of the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Please check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. If you want to reach out to us, the best place to talk to us all is on the Slack. See the show notes for details. Also, you can support us on Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash one stop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week with another top five list. I think I didn't answer the question properly at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you, I think you're doing I it actually, lost. but I sort of got lost there. <laughs> um, yeah. but...